optimising the delivery of remediation programmes for doctors, a realist review. Written by Tristan Price, Jeff Wong, Lindsay Withers, Amanda Warner, Jennifer Cleland, Tom Gale, Linda Prescott-Clements, Julian Archer, Marie Bryce and Nicola Brennan. Abstract. Context. Medical underperformance puts patient safety at risk. Remediation, the process that seeks to remedy underperformance and return a doctor to safe practice, is therefore a crucially important area of medical education. However, although remediation is used in healthcare systems globally, there is limited evidence for the particular mod models or strategies employed. The purpose of this study was to conduct a realist review to ascertain why, how, in what contexts, for whom and to what extent remediation programmes for practising doctors work to restore patient safety. Method. We conducted a realist literature review consistent with Ramesses standards. We developed a programme theory of remediation by carrying out a systematic search of the literature and through regular engagement with a stakeholder group. We searched bibliographic databases, including Medline, Embase, PsycInfo, HMIC, CINAHL, ERIC, ASSIA and DARE and conducted purposive supplementary searches. Relevant sections of text relating to the programme theory were extracted and synthesised using a realist logic of analysis to identify context, mechanism, outcome configurations, CMOCs. Results. 141 records were included. The majority of the studies were from North America, 64%. 29 CMOCs were identified. Remediation programmes are effective when a doctor's insight and motivation are developed and behaviour change reinforced. Insight can be developed by providing safe spaces, using advocacy to, to promote trust and framing feedback sensitively. Motivation can be enhanced by involving the doctor in remediation planning, correcting causal attribution, goal setting and destigmatizing remediation. Sustained change can be achieved by practicing new behaviors and skills and through guided reflection. Conclusion. Remediation can work when it creates environments that trigger behavior change mechanisms. Our evidence synthesis provides detailed recommendations on tailoring implementation and design strategies to improve remediation interventions for doctors. Section 1, Introduction. Competent doctors operating efficiently within teams are critical to the provision of high quality and safe care for patients. If a doctor is underperforming, patients may be at risk. Remediation is an intervention or suite of interventions required in response to assessment against threshold standards, with the aim of remedying underperformance so the doctor can return to safe practice. Remediation is used in healthcare systems globally. Despite its importance in the regulation of doctors and the retention of doctors in the workforce, good quality research is lacking in this area. Three systematic reviews and one thematic review have been conducted on remediation across the continuum of medical education. All four reviews highlight a lack of research that would provide a firm theoretical base to underpin remediation interventions. The reviews also fail to identify why particular interventions work for some doctors and not for others. As noted by Cleland et al, we cannot delineate precisely what works and why 
in remedial interventions for medical students and doctors. However, researching remediation is challenging. Medical performance is shaped by a variety of different contextual factors, including the attributes and skills of colleagues, system resources and organisational culture. Therefore, remediation covers a broad array of interventions occurring across a range of settings and at different stages of a doctor's career. The traditional focus on remediation as an educational intervention ignores the complexity of medical performance and the processes by which interventions create sustained performance change. The issued, issues being addressed through remediation can be wide-ranging, often related to professionalism and behaviour rather than knowledge or skills. Moreover, remediation for practising doctors as opposed to medical students often occurs outside formal educational settings. A practising doctor is defined in the study as any doctor practising medicine who has successfully completed medical school and includes those in training grades and consultant or attending physicians. We chose to focus our research on practising doctors as the stakes of failure are particularly high for this group. It is an under-researched area and it is an issue with which the medical education community has struggled for many years. Given this complexity, recent years have seen an important shift in the conceptualisation of remediation towards supporting practice change rather than redressing gaps in skills and knowledge. This repositions remediation as, re remediation as being a behaviour change process which requires understanding of what is necessary to produce lasting performance improvement for a particular doctor in a particular context. Within this reconceptualization, remediation works when the intervention is able to change aspects of the context to facilitate a change in practice. Our aim was to address the complexity of remediation for practicing doctors by developing a theory of how remediation is supposed to work, for whom, and the context that lead to different outcomes. Theory-led research is important because it is able to deliver findings at a level of abstraction whereby they are transferable to a range of interventions while being close enough to actual practice to be relevant to those who plan and deliver remedial interventions. Section 2. Methods. Realist Review is a practical methodological approach designed to inform policy and practice. It is distinct from other types of literature review as it is interpretive and theory driven. Combining literature from qualitative, quantitative and mixed methods research. The main strength of this approach is that it produces transferable findings that explain how and why contexts can affect outcomes. This is achieved by developing programme theories that aim to explain how, why, in what context, for whom and to what extent interventions work. The review followed a previously published detailed protocol. The plan of investigation is based on Pawson's five iterative stages for realist reviews and is set out in brief below. The review process was guided by the Ramesses quality and publication standards and training materials for realist reviews. The review was conducted by a 10-person review team which comprised six active medical education researchers, a realist method expert, an information specialist, a former lead intervention and assessment advisor for the Patient Performance and Advisory Service, formerly the National Clinical Assessment Services, and a patient and public representative. Three of the review teams were also practicing clinicians covering both primary care and secondary care. 
The review team met monthly throughout the duration of the study and was instrumental in all stages of programme theory development. Section 2.1, Stakeholder Group. Stakeholders are an essential part of the process in this type of review. A diverse stakeholder group consisting of 12 people was recruited to provide subject knowledge for programme theory refinement, for optimisation of dissemination plans and to aid the generation of feasible and practical recommendations. A total of 12 people were consulted throughout the review, including doctors who have undergone a remediation programme, personnel who identify underperforming doctors and initiate involvement in remediation programmes, personnel involved in the delivery of remediation programmes, senior doctors, remediation coaches, remediation researchers, patient and public representatives and members of relevant medical bodies. The stakeholders were purposefully selected and approached by members of the review team. Consultations with stakeholder group members took place in two-hour meetings at regular intervals throughout the project. N is equal to four. At each stakeholder meeting, we would present aspects of our findings to the stakeholder groups and made extensive notes of the discussions. These notes would be emailed out to all stakeholders so that those unable to attend the meeting could also contribute and additions could be made. We also contacted some stakeholders through individual telephone calls and email exchanges. Appendix S1 provides information on attendance of stakeholder meetings and the topics discussed. As this study did not involve the collection of data from participating stakeholders, the Faculty of Health and Human Sciences Ethics Committee at the University of Plymouth determined that ethical approval was not required. Section 2.1.1 Step 1 Locate Existing Theories A programme theory is an abstracted description, typically including a diagram that outlines the key activities of an intervention, the intended outcomes and the mechanisms that contribute to particular particular outcomes. JA, TP and NB devised an initial programme theory from their knowledge of the literature. See Appendix S2. This was refined through discussions with the review team and stakeholders and through informal searching until we had a programme theory to test. Section 2.1.2 Step 2 Search Strategy Step 2 identifies a body of relevant literature to further develop and refine the programme theory. The searches were designed, piloted and carried out by AW using an iterative process whereby search terms were added, removed and refined to achieve a balance of sensitivity and specificity in the results. The search strategies can be found in supplementary file 1. The following databases were searched in June 2018. Medline via Ovid, Embase via Ovid, PsycInfo via Ovid, Health Management Information Consortium via Ovid, Sinal via EBSCO, ERIC via EBSCO, ASSIA via ProQuest and DARE via CRD. The search syntax and indexing terms were amended where needed from the original Medline search for use in these databases. See Appendix S3 for a full breakdown of the search strategy. Following the stakeholders' discussions in June 2019, we added an additional search specifically to identify grey literature using the following databases. Google Scholar, Open Grey, NHS England, North Grey Literature Collection, NICE Evidence, Ethos, Health Systems Evidence and TRIP Database. 
Citation search searching was undertaken, including cited by searches and searches of citations in the reference lists of relevant documents. The inclusion and exclusion criteria were deliberately broad in order to find quantitative and qualitative and mixed methods articles. See Table 1. The search results were exported to EndNote X7, Clarivate Analytics, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA, and deduplicated using the Find Duplicates function. We also conducted purposive supplementary searches using Google Scholar to search for particular aspects of the emerging programme theory, for example, insight, dissonance, psychological safety and behaviour change. These com concepts were identified as potentially useful to programme theory development arising from either, either the literature included from the main searches or stakeholder group discussions. Literature identified through these targeted searches did not need to meet the original inclusion criteria, primarily because we were not looking for additional literature on remediation specifically, but rather speaking, seeking to expand our understanding of these emerging key concepts. Emergent key concepts. The added information on these concepts helped to strengthen our explanations for how and why mechanisms might act in our programme theory. This iterative process of analysis, moving between discussion and additional targeted searches, is an important element in Realist Review methodology. Section 2.1.3, Step 3, Article Selection. The inclusion criteria are presented in Table 1. We included all studies in the English language on the remediation of practising doctors, all study designs, all healthcare settings and all outcome measures. We did not include the interventions aimed solely at addressing health concerns. Documents were selected based on relevance, that is, whether data can contribute to theory development and refinement. This meant including a diverse range of literature, including theoretical papers and commentaries, as these could all contribute to the programme theory. Assessments of rigour were done at the level of the included data where needed and programme theory. All of the screening was carried out in Rayan. An, additional, an initial random sample of 10% was assessed and discussed by TP and NB to ensure consistent selection decisions. The very few inconsistencies identified were resolved through discussion. TP then screened all the remaining titles and abstracts. Section 2.1.4. Step 4. Extracting and organising data. Articles were imported into Envivo 12. QSR International, Warrington, UK, qualitative data analysis software and, and coded in alphabetical order. Initial coding focused at the conceptual level, including barriers and facilitators to remediation, strategies employed by remedi remediation programmes and processes engendering change. Coding was both inductive, that is the codes were identified from analysing the literature, and deductive, that is, the codes generated were informed by the initial programme theory, stakeholder group discussions and exploratory literature searches. TP and NB developed the initial coding framework and TP conducted the coding. The coding framework was regularly reviewed at meetings of the review team. Data on study characteristics and findings were also extracted into tables. See Appendix S4. MB and TP 
perform this part of the data extraction and NB check 10% to ensure accuracy. In accordance with more recent developments in Realist Review guidance and in a departure from Pawson's original five-step approach, we did not quality appraise included studies. This is because quality appraisal tools are not able to capture the different ways in which papers contribute to a programme theory. Once conceptual coding was complete, working as a full review team, we consider, considered whether the categories or subcategories within them contained data that could be identified as context, mechanisms and outcomes. Section 2.1.5, step five, synthesizing evidence and drawing conclusions. To develop, refine and test the programme theory, we used a realist logic of analysis. In brief, this sought to develop realist causal explanations for outcomes in the form of context, mechanism, outcome configurations, CMOCs. The purpose of a CMOC is to capture and explain how, why, for whom and in which contexts an outcome is caused to happen by a mechanism. We move between the data as extracted and coded in Envivo and Word documents and analysis, advice and feedback offered by the review team and the stakeholder group. In order to develop the programme theory, we move back and forth between this stage and the supplementary searches are described in stage two. We focus on what was unique about remediation interventions with the view that these interventions work when they can create the opportunities and resources to overcome the barriers that are unique to remediation. Section three, results. Of the 4,554 articles returned in a formal search, 114 met the inclusion criteria and were included in the study. A further 27 papers were returned from the additional searches. 10 of these, 27, met the inclusion criteria, five from citation searching, two from a grey literature search, and three were, were recommended by stakeholders or review team members. The remaining 17 papers were from targeted supplementary searches with the purpose of developing aspects of the programme theory. See figure one for Prisma diagram. The vast majority, 64%, related to studies or remediation programmes in North America. 14% related to the UK, 72% were published between 2008 and 2018. Commentaries constituted 33% of the articles, 30% were research papers and 25% were case studies. Of the research papers, 64% were quantitative, 19% were literature reviews and 14% were qualitative. 40% of the returned articles focused on junior doctors or residents, 31% on practising physicians, whereas 17% were a mixture of both, with some including medical students. Nearly half of the studies, 40%, focused on remediating all areas of clinical practice, including in me medical knowledge, clinical skills and professionalism. 27% focused on professionalism only and 19% focused on knowledge, clinical skills, or both. 32% were descriptions of existing remediation interventions. 16% outlined strategies for designing remediation programmes, and 11% outlined models upon which to base remediation programme models. Appendix S3 provides a more in-depth overview of the characteristics of the included studies. 29 CMOCs were identified, see Table 2. 
which taken together constitute our programme theory of how remediation for practising doctors work. See figure two. We have provided below a brief explanation of the main stages of the programme theory. Developing insight, developing motivation, performance or behaviour improves with the corresponding COMOCs indicated by their numbers and displayed in brackets. Section 3.1 Develops Insight The importance of insight for successful remediation is often cited in the literature. We defined insight as being comprised of a readiness to explore others' perceptions of one's own behaviour or performance and to validate those perceptions and acceptance that one's own performance or behaviour is divergent from accepted standards. Developing trusting relationships can facilitate a readiness to explore problems and is important because of the negative emotions such as anger and shame which might be invoked by being identified as needing remediation. In order to develop trust, remediation strategies may seek to develop a safe space in which a confidential discussion can take place without fear of sanction or judgment. Safe spaces are important because remediation doc remediating doctors usually fear the consequences of being identified as needing remediation. These aspects of the programme theory relate to CMOCs 1 to 2. Trust can be developed through building personal relationships during the process of remediation. Sometimes such a relationship is described as a coaching model and elsewhere in terms of a mentoring programme. Regardless of the term used, a, a key focus in the literature is that someone in the remediation programme takes on the role of being an advocate for the remediating doctor. The provision of unconditional positive regard, empathy and validation may be key to developing what has been described as a therapeutic relationship. The person performing this ad advocacy role may be a senior doctor or a peer, described as either coach, mentor or other. Advocacy may be most effective when the individual involved has no role in the summative evaluation of the remediating doctor or the final outcome of the process. The advocate does not necessarily have to be intimately involved in the delivery of the remediation programme, but should be familiar with the case. When feedback challenges a doctor's own perception of their performance or behaviour, it may invoke a sense of dissonance, which can lead to acceptance of the need for change. However, doctors may be inclined to reject the feedback given to them due to the sensitivity associated with undergoing remediation. Dissonance rather than denial may be invoked when the remediating doctor's own ideas about what makes a good doctor are elicited, and then their own behaviours or performance are compared to this standard. Because these values come from the remediating doctor rather than an external source, they may be perceived as being more authentic and less challengeable. Feedback from trusted colleagues may also invoke dissonance. Feedback may be more difficult to deny when there are specific data from a variety of feedback sources. Feedback should be articulated in ways that are unambiguous and objective. Sensitivity to the way feedback is framed may be more pronounced for more senior doctors as they will likely be further removed from an educational environment in which feedback on practice is a regular occurrence. Affirming a re remediating doctor's strengths may increase the chances that any corresponding negative feedback is validated. Moreover, care should be taken to ensure that the feedback is delivered in a way that is not judgmental or demeaning. Feedback that undermines a doctor's professional identity may result in its rejection. 
It may also be important to frame feedback according to norms that a doctor can relate to and that are congruent with their professional identity, such as patient safety. Section 3.2 develops motivation. A lack of motivation is common in remediation, due in part to the fact that remediation entails a loss of professional autonomy. Facilitating a remediating doctor to maintain a degree of professional autonomy may have positive motivational consequences because it protects professional identity and engenders a sense of agency. This can be achieved through involving the remediating doctor in the planning of the remediation programme. In the literature, this is often framed in terms of developing buy-in to the programme, suggesting that involving the doctor in the design of the programme may give them more of an emotional investment. Autonomy is a key component, component of professional identity, especially in those doctors who have passed through training and become a consultant doctor or attending physician. Giving doctors input into remediation planning may mitigate the challenge to professional identity as the doctor retains some control over the process. This may help motivation because individuals can be intrinsically motivated to adopt certain behaviours or practices when these behaviours are associated with their own professional values. In other words, remediating doctors can be motivated because they want to be or remain part of the in-group. The medical community may hold ambiguous views of remediating doctors and policy developments around increased accountability in some healthcare systems may have created an unhelpful climate of fear around doctor performance. Seeking to remove the stigma around remediation may therefore help to protect professional identities and motivate participation in remediation. Another contributing factor to a lack of motivation is when a remediating doctor does not believe they are able to improve their performance or behaviour. This is likely to happen when they attribute the problem to something they cannot control, such as their ability, as opposed to something that they can control, such as study techniques. Correcting causal attribution may therefore have motivational consequences. Likewise, if a remediating doctor is able to recognise particular triggers for poor behaviour, they may become more aware of why they behave in this way and how they might seek to change. Exploring the problem adequately may involve formalised post-referral assessments strategies that examine not just the identified performance or behavioural problem, but also its possible causes, including potential health problems. Accurate causal attribution will also enable the development of individualised and targeted remediation plans a feature of a large number of remediation programmes. Some interventions note the importance of having clear and achievable goals set out in the remediation programme. The clarity is not just about the goals themselves, but ensuring the doctor understands how these goals are being assessed. It will also be important to be clear about the consequences and courses of action if goals are not met. Sustained improvements to behaviour or performance. Feedback Back works to enhance performance when a particular when a practitioner reflects on what that feedback means and this works best when it is a guided process reflection will not automatically follow feedback but with guidance from a coach or mentor reflective practice can aid behavior change and improve performance this is noted for both clinical skills and knowledge issues as well as professionalism 
This process of mentoring may be more effectively facilitated by someone outside of the remediating doctor's immediate working environment. Written reflective logs may also aid reflection, especially if they are not formally assessed. Sustained improvements of performance or behaviour will be facilitated if there is an opportunity to practice new skills and behaviours as part of an, it's an iterative process of practice, reflection and further developing insight. Again, sensitivity to this process may be more pronounced in more senior doctors as they are less used to receiving and reflecting on feedback and some may have completed training at a time when developing reflection skills was not part of their medical education. Section 4, Discussion. Section 4.1, Main Findings. In this Realist Review, we sought to develop a theory of how the remediation of doctors is supposed to work, for whom, and the context that lead to different outcomes. Our findings indicate three key facets of remediation that are fundamental for success. Insight, motivation, and behaviour change. Remediation works when it helps participants develop insight. The remediation intervention strategies that help produce insight relate to the environment created and the framing of feedback. A supportive environment with confidential discussions and someone who provides advocacy and emotional support will help invoke psychological safety that may lead to trust and subsequently a readiness to explore feedback. If feedback is then framed in a supportive and effective way, juxtaposition, specific data from multiple sources, affirmation and relatable normative frameworks, then further mechanisms of affirmation or dissonance or normative enticement may be triggered, which may lead to the remediating doctor validating the feedback received. A remediating doctor must be motivated to engage with the process. Strategies aimed at developing intrinsic motivation include doctor involvement in remediation planning, correcting causal attribution, effective goal setting and destigmatizing remediation. When these strategies are employed, perceptions of control, self-efficacy and self-awareness may function as mechanisms to induce intrinsic motivation. Alongside this, clarity in terms of the potential outcomes of the process may trigger an evaluation of costs and benefits. Guided reflection is likely to be important at all stage of a remediation programme. Practising new skills or behaviours in simulated environments may be an important aspect of a remediation programme. A doctor may be tasked with specific behaviours to practise and through a coaching process can reflect on the success or otherwise of these processes when they meet their, with their coach. The change in performance or behaviour is not necessarily the end point of remediation. Remediation may well be a cyclical process whereby changed behaviours may engender further insight into other issues or areas. Section 4.2, Comparison with Previous Literature. The last systematic review to develop a model for remediation was conducted by Hauer and colleagues in 2009. Their mo model was, broadly speaking, akin to a medical model of treatment, assessment, diagnosis, intervention and follow-up. Our findings add considerably greater detail on what some of these processes might look like in a successful programme. For example, the use of multimodal forms of assessment highlighted by Hauer et al., to aid accurate diagnosis and understanding of the concern is widely supported in the literature. However, our findings suggest that multimodal assessment should also be used to gather specific and direct feedback that is more likely to be validated by a remediating doctor. We identified that organisational issues were pertinent to how a remediating doctor reacts in a particular work setting. 
and may point to the need for organisational changes to facilitate a more effective remedial environment. Examining the workplace environment is not currently common in remediation assessment processes, although it may be an important contributing factor to performance or behavioural problems. We conclude that the need to consider wider organisational issues when considering remediation is critical. Diagnosing a deficiency, the next stage in Hara et al.'s model is central to remediation. Our research suggests that identifying the manifest problem itself may be a slightly different endeavour from identifying the cause of the problem. Identifying that cause which will allow a remediating doctor to develop self-awareness and a sense of control means that guided reflection can help engender insight and self-efficacy. Developing an individualised remediation plan should, we suggest, be an activity undertaken with the remediation doctor to afford the greatest opportunity for their inputting into this process. We would agree that horror at all that coaching and mentoring have an important role in the remediation process. What we have added via this Realist Review is how coaches and mentors are an integral part of the remediation process. The way in which coaches or mentors frame feedback on whether or not they create an environment in which a remediating doctor is able to feel safe and be candid about their thoughts and feelings is central to whether feedback is likely to be accepted or rejected and whether that feedback will engender the self-efficacy and sense of control needed to motivate a doctor to complete a remediation programme. This supports a model of feedback such as that described by Telio et al, whereby a supportive environment is used to develop an educational alliance between coach and coachee. Remediation is often viewed in terms of an educational model and our focus here has been on the core behavioural aspects of change that are required for learning to take place. We are not the first to argue that remediation should be understood this way, but have used this same conceptualisation to build a more detailed theory about the processes that occurred throughout a remediation programme to produce its effects. Section 4.3, Strengths and Weaknesses of this study. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first realist review of the published and grey literature on remediation in medical education. We carried out a robust and thorough realist analysis following Ramesses quality standards for realist synthesis. The process of developing the CMOCs was strengthened by numerous checks and input from a wide range of stakeholders, including doctors who had themselves been through remediation. Our detailed realist analysis has enabled us to clearly link the data and include documents to our recommendations, enabling us to identify the context that need to be in place for the desirable outcomes of remediation to occur and the interventional strategies that are needed to create these contexts. Thus, we have produced a clear set of guidelines for those seeking to improve remediation practice. See Table 3. However, like all reviews, the robustness of these findings is limited by the quality of the data and there remains a lack of high quality research on remediation and the concentration of this research in North America, which may limit, limit its applicability to healthcare systems in other regions. In this case, some CMOCs are better supported by the data than our others. The use of the stakeholder group was invaluable in this respect, as it allowed us to elaborate on the CMOCs that were less supported by the data and test their applicability on a healthcare system that is not in North America, i.e. the UK. The stage in a doctor's career is an important contextual factor that will often have a bearing on the remediation process. And as noted above, we have included in this review all doctors who practice medicine, including those in training grades. 
This decision was made in the first stakeholder meeting as our stakeholders felt that in the real world of medical practice there was no clear point of demarcation between independent doctors and those in training. Independence in practice is sometimes is something that increases incrementally through the training stages. In the narrative description of the programme theory, we have sought to indicate whether a doctor's stage in their career might make a particular aspect of the programme theory more or less relevant. It was not possible with the data we had to be more precise on what aspects of an intervention would work most effectively for different stages of training, and even if we had this data, it would vary across different healthcare systems. A further potential weakness that is more specific to the Realist Review methodology is that these findings have been derived from our reading of the data. We accept that other researchers could interpret the data differently. However, we propose that our explanations of the data are plausible and have been thoroughly tested through a robust iterative process. A further strength was the strong input from a diverse range of stakeholders with various experience and expertise in remediating doctors and PPI input to ensure that a patient voice was present in all discussions. The stakeholders contributed through the whole review process, since checking our findings against their real-world experience and assisting with theory building. However, we struggled to recruit practicing doctors that had undergone remediation, and only one was a member of the stakeholder group, although one other stakeholder had undergone remediation during medical school. Having more doctors that had undergone remediation might have provided more variety of perspectives on the experiences of undergoing remediation and how remediation produces its effects. Section 4.4, Implications for Research Policy and Practice. Our findings have a number of significant implications for policy and practice. A full set of recommendations is provided in Table 3. In summary, we posit that focusing remediation interventions on developing insight is critical. Bringing about insightful practice may require remediation programmes to give significant attention to the way in which feedback is framed and the environments created for reflective practice. This is important because practicing doctors are not often functioning within an educational environment in which making mistakes and learning from those mistakes are an integral part of the process. Rather, doctors function in an environment, more or less depending on their stage of training and on their role, in which a return to a more educational environment entails a loss of autonomy and is likely to invoke an, an adverse reaction. This brings into focus a careful consideration of how the roles in remediation are, are structured and how the remediation programme can, can, can create facilitative environments for feedback to be accepted, accepted. If the environment processes that function within a, within a remediation programme relate to behavioural change, then it is important to acknowledge that the transformative learning that really matters may be the most difficult to measure. Intermediate outcomes essential to the remediation process related to insight and motivation may be assessed through the qualitative judgments of trained individuals who are able to identify, respond, frame feedback, challenge in a supportive way and recognise when re reflection is a genuine rather than a strategic endeavour. If programmes focus on measurable outcomes only, they may not be able to deliver sustainable practice change. Future research should use our evidence-based recommendations to evaluate and refine existing remediation interventions or to design, implement and evaluate new interventional strategies. We suggest using a realist evaluation approach as this would enable an investigation as to whether or not remediation programmes create the proximal outcomes that we have identified in this report. Another avenue for future research involves investigating the topic of remediation 
relation to other healthcare professions using an extended realist review approach. Section 5, Conclusion. Remediation is clearly a complex issue for which there is no magic bullet. However, using a realist view approach allowed us to look at remediation through fresh eyes. Using this methodological lens shifts discussions and action from simple solutions to explicitly recognising the complexity of remediation, which may lead to more productive interventions in the future. Mm -hmm.